What's stealing your podcast intros? I'm Ian, and this is Dancing with the Bards, the podcast where Will, Brooke, and I talk about board games and stuff. Unfortunately, due to a nasal tragedy, the role of Will will be played by Chris today. Howdy. Returning to the guest chair this week is Steven. Welcome, Steven. It's glad to have you on again. It's glad to... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> The audio quality might be a bit off for this episode. We're in the process of moving our recording studio, so we've gone back to basics. I'll definitely be trying my best. And we're getting into the spirit of the spooky season with our game this month, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Now, before I get to the details of the game, has anyone here not played some variation of Werewolf or Mafia before today? That's a hard question to answer the way it was phrased. <laughs> I've played. I've yeah, played. I, I have also played. I, I think everyone played. has. This is... it's. It's ubiquitous. I said that earlier and made me feel smart. Um, we've all played something like this. Know, right? Word of the day calendar really paying off. <laughs> yeah, just see her suit on that shelf being knocked off. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is you should have seen me. I put my finger up in the air like, aha, I got this. Ubiquitous. <laughs> Does anyone remember the first time they played a variation of this game? I do. My first was... One Night Ultimate Werewolf. So I remember it vividly because it was 13 of us crammed in uh, one of the rooms at our college. All art students, all super tired. We literally just needed something to break the tension because we were about to kill each other over projects. Production processing will do that to you. <laughs> so you played a game about killing people instead of actually killing people. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind of what we did. Couldn't afford <laughs> drugs. Art supplies cost too much. Gotta do this. <laughs> The real reason artists are poor. Yes, art supplies. It was $8 of board. Like one piece of paper was $8 and you mess them up constantly. Really so you do like cool. four of them per. Yeah. There, there's got to be like a comic out there that just details art cost, art cost, art cost, last pain. Hey, I'll pay you an exposure. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, you said you uh, remember your first time playing? Absolutely. Uh this was uh, when I was backpacking in New Mexico, actually, the summer between my freshman and sophomore years of high school. And no, I won't tell you what year that was. You don't get to know how old I am, crotchety old man that I am. But yeah, <laughs> uh, the entire group of us sat around a campfire playing Mafia. I'd never played it before. We had no materials whatsoever. It was great. My first encounter with this is also, it also takes place in the woods. Uh <laughs> We the place uh, the mafia live. Yeah, <laughs> apparently we we played uh, mafia uh, during Boy Scouts all the time because it required nothing to to do. It, you didn't need any kind of anything but like pieces of paper to determine like the roles and stuff. Uh, for mine, uh, it was oh god, it's been so long since I actually first played it, so I only barely remember it. But it was, I'm not sure if you guys knew about the Arts and Ideas Festival in New Haven. No, no not there. Beans. Uh, it was basically just like where uh, various artists and like certain school choirs would go to like perform and do stuff. And so I went there as uh, uh, one of the singers. And um, like before our performance, we played a game of Werewolf. Uh, technically speaking, I think it was Mafia. Uh, and I think I got killed at the start. And so I never actually learned how to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Also, let's go back. You were a choir boy? I was, sort of, kind of. Um, and like, that's a in, bad thing? 
<laughs> no, we have another choir boy here. In in middle school and then towards, actually, you know what? At the beginning of middle school and then towards the end of middle school okay. was when I was in choir. Um, after I hit high school, it was just all all solo indie stuff for me. You know? <laughs> this is just more Chris lore for me that I needed. Thank yeah. you. That's why I'm the audio producer. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, for my middle school, you either had to play an instrument or you were in choir. You didn't get a choice. Oh, I had to learn Gregorian chant to get out of eighth grade. It was a requirement for my diploma. But Catholic schools are weird, man. <laughs> yeah. I also had to know how to dance Soldier Boy. Ooh, That's tell also a requirement. I think back to my middle school. I think that there were like four different options for music in middle school. We had choir. We had band. We had orchestra. At least I'm pretty sure we had an orchestra because those string players had to go somewhere, right? Fair. And we had this thing called music appreciation which involved creating no music and just like sitting in a room and listening to led zeppelin and talking about it or something hey that, that sounds, sounds good great. to me yeah i mean i i was in both choir it's and better band, than so it's not chant. like i had i didn't have time to appreciate music as it were but i guess some people did hmm. again I mean, better than gregorian chant i wouldn't have survived catholic school <laughs> i didn't <laughs> <laughs> No one gets out alive. No, no one comes out sane. So we're going to talk probably more. We're probably going to mention things like Mafia and uh, what was the the town of Salem? Yes, yeah. town of Salem. Uh, we'll probably mention a bunch of those a lot throughout this. But for the most part, we're going to be focusing on the actual game, One Night Ultimate Werewolf itself. But I did want to uh, throw out a really cool fact I found out when I was kind of doing research for all this about Mafia. Uh this is Ian looking for that fact. Uh, this is Ian's trying to uh, figure out where I'm going to start this. Okay. Uh, so the concept for Mafia, uh, which was the precursor to Werewolf, it just kind of got a different name in the 90s, uh, was uh, in, created in Moscow towards the end of the Cold War, uh, 1986, by Dmitry Davidoff as a uh, kind of experiment and activity for the high school class he taught. Okay. For psychology. Let's hope he's not problematic in other cases. Look, I, <laughs> you're right. I definitely did not research that, and <laughs> it could be. But this is literally just giving the, the man credit for, for this one thing. Yo, no, he can, yeah. he can take this, but I don't want to know anything else about him. Yeah, that's probably for the best. <laughs> we'll keep it that way. Okay, I will also say, um, you'll be referencing those other games. I have only ever played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, so I have no other references for this style. Other than, like, Coup, which isn't very close. It is not. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I, I uh, was talking to Chris on the way here about the various names for this game, and one of the ones that we used to play at Denny's was The Secret Hitler, which... Oh, I did play that yeah, one. Which it, it can't be any any uh, less appropriate than whatever Dimitri Davidoff did, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tempt fate. You're right. Uh, I'm hoping we get an email about this. <laughs> My goal is that we get emails. Yeah. <laughs> Just one, please. One. I wonder we were talking Come about email hi. being the tool of the old earlier before we turned on okay, the stream. Everyone here but Chris is the old. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you don't want Discord messages or something like that? I mean, yeah, you can always do that. I so, will also add, uh, every uh and um that I hear gives me physical pain because <laughs> I have to cut them out meticulously. Um, well, I'll speak slowly I'll and try to avoid extraneous noise. Oh, no, don't worry about it. Uh, I play Overwatch while I'm editing, so it's perfectly fine. Cool. 
So going into the, the details for the game, One Night Ultimate Werewolf is published in 2014 by Bezier Games and was designed by Ted Allspech and Akihasa Okui. And I am very sorry if I butchered those. You did. I probably did. Tremendously. <laughs> it was uh, a try. He I'm did not, his best. I'm not even going to attempt them, so... This hidden role game adds to the original by giving roles to the villagers, not just the werewolf, and really only covers the first turn of the actual game of werewolf slash mafia slash pick your poison. The game goes from three to ten players, and the way to win is to find the werewolf before the next day. Pretty much any scenario in which you uncover the werewolf is a win for the villagers. If the werewolf isn't found, or if none of the werewolves are found, the, the werewolves win. Uh, I should also say we're going to be using a slightly different rubric for this episode because uh, this is technically a party game. So we've never actually broken out the party game rubric before. Yes. Party games are my favorite. We're going to do this more. Brooke, would you like to go over the, the party game rubric? Yes. Okay. So uh, it's also fun with some of the wording because I cannot be tamed. So we have the normal things like number of players, comprehension, but then we get into paraphernalia. Um, which is what you need to actually play the game. So is there too many pieces for you to take it around? Are you having to add pieces of your own into this? Uh, if it's a drinking game, do you need to supply the beer? Which is always yes. Um, but, you know, it, it's what do you need outside of what it's in the box? And is there too much in the box? Uh, for uh, gameplay, we got setup. That's normal. Rate of play, normal. Difficulty curve. Uh, that's the only thing that's kind of different. For difficulty curve, it's about uh, is it easy to pick up and can you strategize after that? So is there a way to keep it being fun while you're learning and growing as a player? Customization we have in the other one too, right? Did we? Uh, not technically. We okay. call it extras. Or, yeah. Well, customization is 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 player made content. Yeah. So it's it's similar, uh, but it also comes. It's the house rules. Can mm -hmm. you make a house rule for this? And for rec personals, I believe that's all the same, but mm -hmm. we do not have the sliding scales on this just because party games are very derivative. Uh, all the, the scores mentioned, so enjoyment, uh, recommendation, replay value are the, the keys for yeah. personal. The one difference is the would you buy this yourself, which is uh, all these so far yeah. have been a four-point score because... We have to reach number 42. And you might realize that uh, if you do the math in your head, that that doesn't actually equal 42. Would you buy this yourself is only a two point. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, either I, no, if it's on sale, or yes, I'm going to buy this. Yeah. And exactly. that's zero points, one point, and two points, respectively. Yes. Good old Likert scales. Woo. <laughs> and then we add to the meaning of life, and we add comments at the end. Exactly. So it's very close to the other one, just with like, one tweak per category. We we try to edit these to make or change these around for different styles of games to make sure it's fair for everything. Yeah, because if you put this up to like a TTRPG, it's not going to compare. The kind of thing that we almost did for Trial by Trolley. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We tried it with Trial by Trolley, and then we realized this isn't working. And then we also realized we were recording by a highway, and that was taboo. Yes. I, there was a lot of things wrong with that setup. It's a good thing it's staying in the vaults. Yes. Uh... The good pilot episodes. <laughs> it's not good. We've covered one of them. We, we did escape Triassic Park. Yeah, we at some that point one. We'll get, we'll get trial by trolley, which we can use the party game scale for. Technically, pilots are only the ones that make it past the editor. 
That's true. Yeah. The rest are trash. The rest are Star Pilot secret would be episodes. Ten Candles. Yes. Yes. That was our first was Ten Candles, which I think we should revisit at some point. Because nice. that was before the TTRPG papers. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. It, circling around, I'm going to say your least favorite thing. How do we feel about number of players? <laughs> I gave it a three for number of players. Uh, I don't think it's quite deserving of a four because it starts off at three to ten, and I feel like with three people, no. Yeah, it was hard at four. Yeah. I was dancing for most of it to try and, like, make noise so no one knew what was going on. You know, it worked. Yeah, no, I'm very distracting as a human being. But everyone has their eyes closed, Brooke, so how do they know you're dancing? I'm on the same couch. That's me rubbing my hands together. Actually, to be fair, I couldn't really hear Brooke. I could feel the couch moving, which was like, if Brooke is always moving, then I won't know if she's actually doing other important things. That's true. Yeah, I rubbed my hands together because I'm dry as all get out and danced. Yep. That definitely works better when it's not easy to like hear what other players are doing. But then again, that's not really relevant to number of players, is it? Sorry. I mean, I think with the more players you have, the more kind of ambient noise everyone makes. So it's a little bit easier to uh, kind of slip into that if you're trying to do your uh, action stealthily. Um, I personally gave it a four, because I actually think that with three players, you can still get some interesting kind of uh, scenarios, especially more scenarios where you have no werewolves, but you just have to figure that out, which we didn't have here, because I guess the more players you have, the more likelihood there is to have multiple werewolves. But I think that would be still kind of fun because everyone would be suspecting each other and no one would actually be suspicious. I agree now that you mention it. Thinking about it, given that there are always three unused roles with only three players, that means that literally half the roles don't get used. It's much harder to figure out exactly what's in the game that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do see where Ian's coming from as well. I personally give it a four because I see this as a game that can, in fact, accommodate a very broad range of number of players. Yes, I think that it's better with more players. However, that doesn't mean that it didn't work with only four. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would probably... Brooke, you said you played this at first with like 13 people? Yes, but I I gave it a three because even at 10, it gets a little wild. Um, (laughs) And we didn't... Okay, so there is a phone app. We did not play with the phone app, so someone was the announcer the whole time. So I, I have really a lot to say on the phone app, so I, I can't wait for paraphernalia. Uh, yes. I, I will go but, with what Ian said. Like At the limits of what it publishes as the required number of players, it doesn't work quite as well as it does in the middle. Again, I personally gave it a four because it can be played. It's not as restrictive, but no, I... Definitely see docking some points there for it. I will also note that, uh, at least according to the instructions for uh, Daybreak, which is the expansion that that Brooke has, we didn't play with it as much. Or we we had we some had rules, we but we put in a one per round. Yeah, we tried a different. Um, they actually recommend that if it's your first time playing, you play with three people, and they tell you what roles to put out and and the easiest way to go about that. Interesting. Yeah, I. I think four is probably a little better, but they say, yeah, do it with three people and, and follow this exact play-by-play so you can get a feel for it, which is, you know, that that's helpful for certain groups. And and if you don't have the, the magic on. app. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when with the Daybreak one, you have like three different kinds of werewolf. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of three different kinds of werewolf, uh, comprehension. <laughs> I don't think anyone can memorize this game personally. 
I gave it a one and a half because of that. Just because like some of the role, Chris, don't do this just to prove me wrong. Um, he's he's currently like posing like hmm i can definitely do this well what Don't. chris is implying i am also thinking too but i think that's not as important to the game like i, I think that yes it, it makes it harder when you're starting out like you wanted to know how every single one worked it is in my nature yes which is great but this game does not lean to that very well I actually gave it a two for comprehension as well. And part of that was watching Steven try to figure everything out and, and the rules. I'm like, because you were right. Like, you go through some of these and some of them seem counterintuitive. Uh, like the paranormal investigator, we still never really quite figured out exactly how that works. That's going to be a home rule. We did think come I'll... up with a good interpretation, in yes. my opinion. Mm hmm. Or yeah, Chris did. I think Chris can be credited with that one. I mean, I, I just Googled the thing and I figured it was probably our best thing. Yeah, you I'll stole also, it, but you stole it. Yeah. <laughs> I will also note the wording in the, the book is quite particular with whenever a swap takes place. Um, and Paranormal Investigator didn't mention a swap, which is, the okay. I think, one of the reasons why we settled on that. When we somehow get into gameplay, I would love to talk about the swapping, because I think that's one thing that really sets this apart from your generic variety werewolf or mafia. Yeah. One of two things, really, but Mm -hmm. uh, I would agree with a two. I think that originally I was thinking of giving it a three, but then I remembered all the time that I spent reading this and going, what the heck is this? So it's a bit much to simply pick up. Once you get a hang out in it, it's easy, but just getting there, not so easy. Uh, I snuck in with a four <laughs> because um, you guys don't know this about me but I have literally thousands of hours on Town of Salem. So it was very easy for me to equate some of the roles with some of the roles in that because Town of Salem was based off of Mafia slash werewolf-esque games. I will say Mafia is pretty much the blueprint for a lot of modern uh, hidden role games, uh, which is kind of why I enjoyed doing the research on this because I like hidden role games a lot. They're one of my favorite kinds of games. Yeah, we're probably going to go over Mafia and... Now that we know about it, what is it called? Town of Salem. It's Town a, of Salem. It's, it's available a, on the internet. It's a video game, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, if it's board game based, we could probably sneak it in at some point just to round out your favorite well, game It's style. a good thing to reference. Oh, uh, yeah. And for, for people here that may not play board games, which is what we're tailored to. Yeah, I don't think they're listening. <laughs> That's okay. I like to pretend. You never know. I've never played a single board game, but I love listening to this podcast talk about those things that I could never do. <laughs> there could be people like that, and you don't know? My, my hope for this podcast is that someone has to, to look into whether they want to get a game or not, or learn about it, and it pops up on their search history, <laughs> or their search bar. You're not paying Google. Yeah, but... Yes. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to abuse the algorithm yet. <laughs> But uh, I will if we're we're done. Yeah, on we're comprehension. Good. <laughs> yeah. The same for the same reason that I gave it a comprehension score of two. I gave it a paraphernalia score of four, uh, and it's the app. The app does a lot of heavy lifting for this game. It does. It if if it weren't for that app, and I wrote this in my comments too, I would have given this a lot lower score because yeah. having to have someone. You'd, first of all, you'd have to have someone who's basically in charge of of managing everything. Uh, you'd have to have uh, people checking through what each role does as they pull it, because no one's going to memorize it the first, second, third, fifth time they do this. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it 
and it gives timing. It has uh, a description for what you do on your turn. Uh, it talks you through the entire thing. And if it was, if we didn't use it, we would have struggled a lot more through this. Well, you would have if you didn't have someone who solely loves being the uh, announcer. Yes. Um, I will say, though, I did not mark up my copy, but the copy we used at Westcon uh, did have it written on the cards. So someone went in with their uh, fine liner pen in between art classes and wrote out the rolls on it. So you can kind of like sneak it back up and check what you needed to do. Um, and I did always announce what you were supposed to do anyway. Uh, I loved the app. I gave it a four, but it did take away my favorite job, which meant that I didn't have to argue with people and I got to just watch the chaos unfold as I just told them what to do. So I do kind of miss that. But the app is extremely helpful. I gave it a three personally, not because I saw any glaring oversights, but just because it didn't strike me as, wow, this couldn't be improved. I felt like there were areas where this could have been improved a little bit. Uh, Brooke, you just pointed out one of them. If the role descriptions were also on the cards, that would definitely help with the comprehension aspect of the game. And uh, they're printed on really nice cardstock. I thought that the actual physical cards were pretty good as well. The app adds quite a bit, although uh, I'm a little bit less, uh, this is so much better than a person. I think it just replaces a person. Oh, yeah. But as a party game, if you don't have somebody who wants to stand there and be the one who officiates, it's great to be able to play without that. So I think that the app does add a lot, and the fact that it's free is a huge bonus. And it gives everyone a chance to play. I know materials isn't on this list, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I just kind of threw that into paraphernalia. If you weren't, I was going to. <laughs> okay. Uh, my only gripe, the card quality is perfect for what it is. It's a very thick cardboard, so you're able to pick it up as quietly as possible. Uh, they are not waterproof, though. And as a party game, I usually want my party games to be waterproof just because of our friend group and alcohol. Yeah. I, I, think, I, mean, I think all of us played this in or around college, except Chris. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if there's one thing I know about college students, it's that they're messy. Lots of liquids. Yes. All kinds. We had a game club. We got together to specifically play Werewolf. <laughs> so there wasn't actually that much mess. Fair. However, uh, we were weirdos. So, yeah. so I, I, that's the only gripe I have is that it's not waterproof, but everything else about the stuff that it gives you is amazing. And as someone who's not techie, the app is very intuitive. Um, and you could probably fudge not having the cards having that app, mm -hmm. which is nice. Very well. Setup? Uh, three. I, I give this a three for setup. Uh, I feel like uh, it was a little uh, messy with the, the, the picking out the cards and stuff. I, I feel like there's some room for improvement. But overall, there's, there's not really a lot to complain about. I gave it a two and a half. My biggest gripe with it is it... It tells you the basics, like it in the rules, it says, please pick out the robber, this, that, the other thing. And it gives you the choice of like one villager. Um, I'd rather them just tell me the amount of werewolves I needed and let me choose after that. I, the fact that you have to have a seer every time just kind of bugs me. We house ruled it that you didn't have to do that, but the setup says you do. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I gave it a three for setup. There's one of those things where I think that the biggest issue is deciding what roles go into the game. 
And uh, I wasn't aware that it actually provided as much guidance as it did in that regard. Yeah. Which for first time players, I think that would be very helpful when you don't have a lot of knowledge to build off of. And because, you know, the nature of any game is you can kind of do whatever you want. Then once you get the hang of it, you can literally do whatever the heck you want. Yes. Uh, just the only real hassle is juggling all the cards and the tokens together, which isn't really that much of a hassle. It could be easier, I guess. I gave it a three. I'm over here with a four again. <laughs> you really uh, liked this. I did. I, I like a lot of hidden role games and Werewolf, uh, or I guess uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, I should specify, um, does hit that niche of um, the the elements that I enjoy about it. Uh, namely that it's kind of like, um, what is it? Uh, not drag and drop, but like uh, pick up and put down in the sense that you don't really have to have a bunch you don't have to have a board you could literally just have like the cards laying on the the like on the ground in a forest uh if you really didn't have anywhere else to play and just play the game without any additional setup um even in the sense of like your uh the the cards or the roles that you actually have in the game aside from what the game actually says it's still serviceable as long as there's at least like one werewolf card amongst them for you to have fun with the game without even knowing most of the rules. We could have probably just not even known what any of the rules did and just came up with them uh, as they came up and still had a good time with it. I can speak for myself saying that would make me anxious. <laughs> Once my group did Oops All Werewolves and it was all werewolves in one villager. <laughs> <laughs> and the werewolves had to vote out the villager. Yes, and the villager just had to try and not be seen. I would love to ask for more details on how that works at all. Terribly. Okay. Terribly. It seems I, to work But it was well a fun concept. A thought did occur to me uh, as you guys were talking. One thing that would be cool for setup for this is if they had uh, recommendations for what cards to use for certain numbers of players, like fun combinations. Did, did you already say that? So they do, they don't have like what combos work well together. They do give a basic list and uh, scaling for how many cards you should have. Yeah, add, I did see that. they don't have like... It'd be fun if you had a Tanner and a um, Private Eye, or a PI, the Paranormal Investigator. Yeah. They don't tell you that. But that would be cool, definitely. I'm sure there's somewhere on the internet that has that whole list. Probably recommended the list, yeah. But they, they definitely have room game. on those fold-out sheets. They could have done that. Yeah, this is true. Instead of the uh, poster I have about deception and <laughs> not being an actual werewolf. I love how it's in meme format. It right. is. It's it's very. This is. I got this in 2018, I think, and it's very 2018. That's why it's one of the inspiration posters. Yes. Gotcha. I mean, the other side is just advertisements for their products, so it's not like it's wasted space. No, it's it's all the expansions. Them. Oh, there there are there are several. Yes. Um, we can get to that for later in replay value. Customizations, maybe? Maybe customizations. Yeah, true. I mean, technically it would counter paraphernalia, but That's I feel true. like we... we it, gave, it, got all, it got good scores all around for paraphernalia. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think it's the right amount of uh, expansions, and they, they work on their own. They also... Um, you don't have to add them in. They work... I don't even know what I'm saying. They're good. I, I can explain it. So there are, there are five total expansions. There's Daybreak... Alien, uh, One Night Ultimate Alien, One Night Ultimate Superhero, One Night Ultimate Supervillain, and One Night Ultimate Vampire. Uh, the last four that I mentioned can work with either Daybreak and or One Night Ultimate Werewolf, 
Daybreak can work with One Night Ultimate Werewolf, and all those expansions can be played separately. Uh, the expansions go up to seven players as opposed to ten. Do adding expansions together likewise increase the number of possible players? No. Uh, it still goes up to ten. You know, if you get any past... Again, 13 was rough. Like, it, it 10's kind of the tops before you go, like, who's doing what? I mean, at that point, you, need a, you need a big table. Yeah. It would make Depending the night phase excessively long. Yes. For so a it, game it, as quick as this, you don't want the night phase to be longer than the day phase. Yeah, but it's also the nice thing about it is you forget who moved and what not happened, and then you have to like focus, oh, this is a thing that kind of seems suspicious. So it... it oh, yeah. When yeah. we talk about gameplay, that there's a good deal I could say about that. Well, we, we can get to that, because that kind of falls right into rate of play. Yep. Uh, I feel like number of players would definitely affect something like that. But I, I did give it a four for rate of play. Uh, I felt that for what this game is, it moves very smoothly. Uh, the turns are literally counted out so that each person has a certain amount of time to do their thing. And there's no slowing things down with, uh, you know, stipulations or certain effects or things like that. I gave it a two. I always want it to be longer, and it never is long enough for me. Was... I gave it a four. It doesn't take very long, but I see this as like an hors d'oeuvre game where I could literally eat three dinners of hors d'oeuvres and be so full and happy. Yeah. So it's just the thing. It's, it doesn't last very long, but then you can do it again. I just want more all the time. Well, you could always play actual werewolf. I guess, but I've never played actual werewolf. This we... is the only thing I know. Oh, we'll get around to it eventually. Uh, yeah. Next next Halloween. Next Halloween. <laughs> uh, I also gave it a four, um, mainly because, as Stephen said, uh, the day phase and the night phase feel almost the exact amount of time, at least with the number of plays that we had. The day phase was probably a little shorter, considering um, it was only, I guess, um, in, in my memories, it feels like it was shorter compared to the actual conversation time that we had. Um, and there's also a little bit of leeway in terms of how much time you have to talk. So if you had more players, you could probably add more time or leave it as five minutes and then let things get really hectic. Um, but I think like we could probably have fit over the course of an hour, like six or seven games of this. Oh yeah. Easily. I initially was skeptical when it said that the day phase is limited in a certain amount of time, but I came to really like that. In comparison to some games of Werewolf that I've played, where there really isn't a set limit on how much time you can spend in discussions, the game can really bog down during the day phase as people are just like glaring it across the table at each other and not really doing anything. Uh, so I definitely think that setting that limit is an important part of maintaining a entertaining pace of play. Yeah. Pigo. What? Difficulty curve. <laughs> <laughs> so going into uh, the difficulty curve then, uh, this is another area for me where the app is what gave me a higher score. Uh, if it weren't for the app, I would have given this a one. I feel like someone who was playing this for the first time would be very confused. Uh, but if you have the app out, you just look at your card, put it back in the center, and do whatever the app tells you to do. I would like to point out that what the app does is exactly the same thing that is printed in the materials section here. That I'm supposed to say. I, I it, So 
I, I, I did take that in consideration. Uh, what I do, I would mean is if you have new players or someone is the, the, um, the, or the leader leader, either they have it memorized of what each thing does, or they're looking through that constantly as they're trying to figure it out per turn. With a group of only new players, I imagine the app is much easier to deal with than a person who isn't sure what they're doing. Yeah. I gave it a two just because I kind of evened it out. I agree with you. It is hard the first time you're playing it, even as the omnipotent god, because you have to like pace things out properly while you're reading this little manuscript. And like you're supposed to give them enough time, but how much time, you don't know. The app takes away all the extra things. But I tried to make like a median of like if it was just involving the app, I would have given it a four. If it was just the base game, I would have given it a one. So I gave it kind of in mm-hmm. the middle. Uh, shockingly, I also gave it a two. Um, namely because uh, I agree that this is also, again, sort of one of those situations where coming in with a lot of experience from a different but similar game, um, getting into what the the roles that I was kind of familiar with uh, and how those changed um, from the, the digital into the physical game was a little bit of a, a kind of jump in difficulty. But then once that got figured out, it was very, very easy. If I could like put this on a scalar menu, like the second time I would play this, it would probably be like a three, maybe a three and a half. Personally, I gave it a four for difficulty curve. And uh, I'll explain why. Many of the issues that I think you guys are talking about right here are issues that I saw as a part of comprehension. That okay. it's kind of a barrier to entry, so to speak, at just knowing what's going on. I thought that you now getting over that hump, the game is incredibly easy to play. And that is a point in its favor. However, based on the experience of people at the table and the number of roles available to mix and match, the scale is great. Like you can get very different nuanced games going once you get different connections of roles and connections of people who know what they're doing. So it provides a really great low now difficulty to enter, but scaling strategies as you go through. Okay. Like that situation we described, or we were talking about sort of off mic um, with two werewolves, a paranormal investigator, and just some town. Uh, and then now you have three werewolves versus one town. And that's kind of like a, a situation that would be very odd to find yourself in. Hopefully those situations don't exist with maybe like six to seven players where it's probably that sweet spot for this game. We're just yeah. mm-hmm, guessing at this point. I'd say so. Yeah. Playing uh, this a lot, that's a nice number. For a party game, that's a pretty good number too. Yeah. Uh, for customization, uh, we did touch a little bit on the fact that um, you you said that when you had played this, uh, one of you, uh, Stephen was it you played at the college and they had written down the that's me that's Brooke okay I wasn't sure yep uh, they had written down the the actual rules to the role on the card uh, that counts <laughs> yeah and these cards uh, you can use sharpies or any kind of an alcohol based marker on it. It does have some wax coating on the outside, so you can't use, like, just anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we used, I think it was, like, Fiber-Castell or something that we had from school. Um, and it worked just fine. Yeah, I had given it a two for uh, customization. Uh, I feel like you have the potential to do things like adding your own roles or doing house rules or stuff. 
But for the most part, just the way that the game works, it's very strict about what order of the operations you follow. And adding a role into that mix, first of all, you can no longer use the app, which, in my opinion, is a saving grace for this. Unless uh, you have an experienced god. But <laughs> we will continue making that point. And Sorry, Ian will that's my favorite. I know, but that's my favorite role. <laughs> I like watching chaos. But you also have to be aware of how every every single role interacts if you're going to do something like that, including expansions. If you're yes. going to play with them, this is true. Uh, I gave it a three because, again, I agree with you. There's not a lot you can do to change like how things are set up. But if you have extra copies and things, you could have two town drunks. You can have which change the cards dramatically. You could have oops all werewolves and just struggle the whole time through. Like there's there's things that can happen. I gave it a two for customization. I found it a little bit difficult to evaluate on this because I see this game itself as a customization of Mafia slash Werewolf. Uh, when I used to play Werewolf, we had other roles that were similar to some of the roles here. So the idea of having new roles for villagers or werewolves was not new to me. Uh, these specific roles, some of them were you know, very familiar, some of them were completely new, but there you can still mix and match roles here. I didn't see that as giving you a lot of flexibility. I, sh I should say that actually being able to mix and match roles gives you a lot of flexibility for replay value. Yes. But as for customizing the game itself, it's already a customization. How can you go much further than that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially when it gives you kind of... It's, it's almost like werewolf with bumpers to me. Like, it's like when you go bowling and they put up those little side things. Like, you can still go off the rails, but, like, it it takes more effort to try and go off the rails. That's a really good analogy. Your trial version of Werewolf has expired. Yes. <laughs> those are my favorite things to have at the bowling ring. <laughs> Do you get the little the little push, the walker, too, that you can, like, shoot yeah, it down? Yeah, it's like a little triangle. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I'm great at sports, everyone. Uh, I also gave it a three, um, and I don't really have anything else to add that others haven't mentioned, but I do have one thing to mention in regards to something Ian said um, about adding potentially new roles. Those being that I'm fairly certain with uh, other expansions, the what, what they do is basically they see uh, what a role in the core expansion, the core game, um, does... And based on that, they'll give that role something relevant to that. So, for example, for something like the doppelganger or the robber, who usually take place at the very end after other people have done their swaps, or I guess technically speaking, the uh, village idiot. Um, <laughs> okay, we're saying that because for some reason the app really hates the village idiot. The like, it really hits that hard idiot. Village idiot. Yep. Yeah, the way that the app enunciates "village idiot" had us in tears. Oh yeah, no, it, it, we we broke down. Uh, considering the drunk, they were very nice about, but the idiot man—that's the—that's the limits. Poor Gumby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, I think other expansions and potentially other um, customized uh, roles could based off of that system as sort of a template to figure out when a certain action could take place. Or if you're not going to, if you're basically going to be, make like an alternate to that role, then you can just have it take that role slot and remove that role from play. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. I will say for the next section, it's a clean sweep for me, which is the first time it's happened in a long time. 
it is is not for me. But go go ahead. <laughs> you go first. Uh, I love this game, so it's a four for me. I find this to be a great. I'm gonna just put my comments here. Uh, so I find it to be really good opener game. So like, if you're waiting for people to show up for D and D or something, and you have like a couple people trickling in, these go so quickly the rounds that someone can easily come in, watch it for like a second or two, and jump right in. So it's great if you're trying to get the energy going, get the talking happening. It's a great uh, icebreaker because you can't really be mad at anyone because no one's choosing to be the werewolf and you might not be it by the end of it. You're really just arguing about what you were at the start. So it, it's truly, you can't be mad and you're getting the juices flowing for a good game night. I would like to say that I disagree on one point. <laughs> There are people that can be mad at this, and there are people who will be mad at this, but that's a good thing, because now you know the people you don't want to associate with. <laughs> Restate. They should not be mad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a bit of a screen, as well as an enjoyable pastime. Yes. A litmus skit test? No, but I, I totally agree. I gave it a three for enjoyment. Uh, why I didn't give it a four? I don't know. It just felt like a three to you? It just felt like a three to me, where something, to get, for me to get a four out of it, I have to look at it and say, this goes above and beyond. Yeah. I would say that this was nice. It was entertaining. It was filling. Would I do this again? Absolutely. Uh, and there are some customizations that this has made to the basic werewolf slash mafia that I think are really nice changes. That uh, Gameplay-wise, uh, firstly, swapping roles. Uh, I was first kind of baffled by that because I've never played a game where roles are swapped and you don't like get to know what role you are the entire time. But then I realized during the day phase, it gives you a anchor, so to speak, of what to begin talking about, where I know I'm on this team and I know these other things because of my role. Now, how can I begin talking about that? That some other games of Werewolf I've played haven't given the players a lot of material to bite into when it comes to starting the game. And I, I really like how discussing all the things that we learned, and everybody learns something at night pretty much, uh, is a good way to go. He's like, yeah, I'm a villager. Yeah, great, okay. 70% of us are villagers. 70% of us did nothing at night. Not so with this game. Everybody gets to do something. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, that's also because I did take out the villager cards. I did not, that was one of the things we were supposed to play was a villager, and I said, hell nah. So we played all actual roles. I would say that's still okay, as long as there's like only one or two of them. Yeah. When it's too easy to just claim, yeah, I'm a villager. It's like, okay, that it nobody can contest that. Mm -hmm. And having a set number of each role like helps with that. And uh, another thing that I point out, this is different because most games of Werewolf I've played have been multiple rounds. Vote someone out off at the end of every day. Werewolves kill somebody uh, every night. The one round werewolf bit, I think, did wonders for the rate of play. Yeah. And uh, definitely this means that no one's ever left out. You're not going to get voted off first round and then have to sit around for a half hour while everybody else finishes. So, yeah, really, like, distilling this down to the basic essence of the game, forcing it to take place within five-minute day cycles, uh, making sure that it only lasts for the one round, these were all excellent things that, you know, made for a more enjoyable experience, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Everyone's looking at me. Uh, <laughs> you can also just much. say Coolio and go for it. No, I, I actually have a lot to say on this, and, and it's uh, building off of a lot of things that Steven said, too. I gave this a three for enjoyment. I almost gave it a two. Uh, I definitely do prefer actual werewolf more than this. And uh, I kind of had uh, reservations as we were playing, um, especially the first round we actually played, where I'm like, I'm, I'm not really enjoying this too much. I'm, I'm used to having uh, a little more control uh, and, and uh, trying to, to... I guess the, the, thing, the fact that the roles switched around is really what threw me off. Uh, I definitely found that confusing at first. Yeah, to be fair though, when you really think about it, it's what makes this a game. Because if you didn't have the roles switching around, it's only one turn, so everyone knows what they are pretty much at all times, and it's just a matter of he he said, she said. But if you don't know what the role in front of you is, that's what gives this, you know, what makes it work, even though it's only one turn of a, a classic werewolf game. Uh, that said, I, uh, I was, as I was playing, I'm like, I, I'm not really, uh, I don't like this as much as Werewolf, but I did have fun. I was smiling, I was laughing, you know, we, we had a good time. So I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'll give it a three. Uh, it's definitely not something I, I normally would play, but I can't say I didn't enjoy it. You know? Enjoyment by force, I love it. <laughs> Pretty I- much, yeah. I found that I always have more comments about stuff that you guys say as opposed to comments about my actual score. I gave it a four because I, it's it's social deduction game. Uh, I like social deduction games, and uh, I like the idea of the role swapping around. Um, but in regard, I I'm just going to mention this, even though it's not related to my enjoyment. In regards to the villagers not being able to do anything, that's actually a safeguard for the werewolf because it means the werewolf has at least the chance to claim that their role doesn't do anything, much like in this game where they don't actually get to kill anyone, um, which is sort of one of the reasons why werewolf is a little bit more difficult to play here, and some variations of One Night Ultimate Werewolf, they kill at the end. So if they get like a seer or an investigative role, they can prevent them from speaking for that uh, conversation. I think those only happen when you have more than a set number of players, so you can't just like instantly get voted out if there's two werewolves. Um, but there are reasons why there are roles that don't actually do anything or don't effectively do something um, that allow you to have a little bit more leniency on certain roles. Like I don't think there was a single time that the werewolf actually won when we played. Oh, no, there was the one time that Ian did it, and I knew because he did the little chair creak. Um, you didn't know? I chair creak anytime I want to. <laughs> Not yeah. on the recording. We did, in fact, a point. scrub the first game because of that chair creak. <laughs> so... <laughs> To be fair, most of my furniture are hand-me-down, so it's not the best for recording mm. or playing sneaky games. What is great about this recording environment is how quiet it is. What is not great about how quiet it is is how easy it is to hear the chairs creak. At least no one's playing with the mic springs. Oh, God. That's fair. <laughs> um, I will mention, though, the thing that's causing this great silence in this uh, is the sheer amount of troll doll hair in the vicinity. <laughs> And these squishmallows on the other wall. There's a lot of absorbency here. Oh, yeah. We have many observers on high. Yes. There's a, currently, there's about a, a hundred troll dolls aiming down at us. 
the squishmallow. I encourage here. the audience to imagine that in the creepiest way possible. <laughs> Especially the one with boobs over there. With a, a <sighs> portrait of its legs are so long. Don't follow you around the room. Yeah, no, there's also a, a comically large portrait on the other wall. It is I a mean, very nice portrait. I think it's a, an averagely sized portrait. Like that's that's a good size that's portrait. Like, that comes up to my chest if I'm standing. See, but I think comically sized, this is uh, it's a whole tangent, but I think comically sized would be large enough for you to cut out the eyes and look through them as if they were your own eyes. Okay, that's fair. We're going art <laughs> Sorry. museum level there. But back to the game. No. Do we recommend it? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I also think this would be great for intro players, like little kids, um, other than having to explain what the town drunk is. Uh, I think you could always leave it out. You could. Um, I think that this is a quickly enough paced game that you can get a couple rounds in before the intention span is gone. The town's silly, not the town drunk. <laughs> you can go ahead and change those letters because I'm not touching the cards. <laughs> I would recommend this game, definitely. I think that the big barrier to me is why would you get this game instead of regular vanilla werewolf or mafia? That is where kind of the barrier to entry for me was. Would I recommend playing those games? Sure. They're fun. They require next to nothing to play. Uh, all you really have to know are what roles you want. Now, this, I do think, has some rules that streamline the gameplay and make it more enjoyable than a regular game. Now, granted, I've only played it like today. So would I always feel that way? I'm not certain. Perhaps I will run into things like, no, nah, this is on par, or maybe even a little worse. I don't know. But my experience today was really good. So I gave it a three for recommendation. Like, yeah, it's a good game. If you have the opportunity to play it, play it. If you have the opportunity to get it, well, sure. Uh, <laughs> but definitely not, and I saw Ian was nodding earlier, would you get this instead of just plain werewolf? I'd say that you probably want to try both and then say for yourself. I gave this a two for recommendation. <laughs> uh, I I don't have anything against it. So like 50, 50, 50 kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, why would I, would I pay $25 for this when I could play Werewolf or Mafia or Secret Hitler or anything else for free? The, I mean, we also figured out you could probably do this for free too. Online. If yeah, you were willing to remake the materials, absolutely. You could write it down on index cards. The app really helps out with the streamlining of it. I guarantee you, if you look it up, you can find the rulebook online somewhere. I, I will say at least one of the points that I, I docked from this is just a personal thing. Yeah, I, uh, you do that a lot, though. <laughs> I, I try not to. I try to be... To be uh... These are your opinions. Oh, yeah. yeah no, allowed to be this is my opinion. Opinion is not. If I don't know. I... I can't think of a lot of people I would recommend this to. Um, at least not people that I, I personally know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the people that I, I hang out with uh, play very involved board games. Uh, they don't really look for time killers because anytime they're going to sit down for a board game, they plan on spending three hours. If only that. Yeah. yeah. And see, most <laughs> of my experience... Until someone breaks out Titan. I do a lot of party games. Like, that's my, my wheelhouse. That's my bread and butter is uh, party games, getting people to talk together for just a little bit. I bring these on cruise ships. I bring these on all my travels. I am that person in the bar that's going to be like, hey, you want to come sit down and play? Like, I'm I'm that nerd. 
Um, so I don't sit down for three hours because my attention span won't allow it. And that's why I probably wouldn't do werewolf is because it takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a quick little bit in between conversations, waiting for people to show up, which is kind of my preferred style of playing. Yeah, a game of werewolf, I want to say like 30, 40 minutes, as long as everyone's pretty much on board. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, depends. That, uh, definitely, this is the bite-sized version of that. Oh, yeah. And it's a pretty do- it's a pretty good bite. Yeah, and for a party game, like, I don't know if, like, I guess werewolf would still be it a party is, game. It yeah. Like, that, f- Werewolf is a fringe, like, almost not a party game, almost just a straight-up mm-hmm. board game, because it doesn't have that quick-paced element. The only thing that takes 30 minutes for a party game that I know of, outside of, like, I mean, just rounds-wise, would be uh, the Pokemon drinking game, which would take, like, an hour. Well, that's because one of us dies during that game. Yeah. There's a lot of wait for the ambulance. (laughs) It's it's a whole mess. Never the ambulance, just the charcoal pills. I'm so bad at drinking games. Somebody (laughs) gives me. You fell asleep on the couch behind. I thought Stephen died behind, behind the, the ottoman. Yes, you're right. Behind <laughs> the couch. The problem with drinking games time. is somebody gives me alcohol and says, all right, you're supposed to drink during these times. And I'm just sitting there drinking like, sure, I'll drink those times and every other time. <laughs> but it's in front of me and I want I want some now. It was more of just a, it's in front of me. Reflex. Glug. <laughs> no, I absolutely get that. I mean, yeah. So my, my two recommendation, there's not any real reason I wouldn't recommend it to anyone but there's not really any reason i would yeah okay so that's fair so half we did also mention that it's 15 dollars on sale on amazon yes times. i was gonna bring that up uh towards the end too. okay yeah and i just want to mention that because it's 25 dollars, but it's on sale a lot yeah now granted you buy a bunch of expansions that's gonna add up oh yeah but i mean i found daybreak at goodwill and it wasn't unwrapped lucky yeah no it was cheap not as cheap as Koo. Koo I got for three bucks at Goodwill. This, I think, was five. Well, Koo is basically a deck of playing cards. Yeah. This is true, but it's still in the board game section. And cardboard. Sure. The tokens, yeah. I guess. For the box? <laughs> no, the little tokens. Inside. Oh, well, okay. The muns. <laughs> also, if Ian can be biased against the game uh, and pull, pull a point from it, then I'm going to be biased and put a point towards it, which is why I gave it a three for my recommendation, because it's like... I'm not going to buy it and then shove it down your throat to force you to play it, but I definitely recommend like if you like other similar dedu- deduction games like this, or if you're interested in just having a fun sort of short game to play with other people that you enjoy playing with, it's definitely sort of one of those fun games. You ready for Brooke's niche reference of the night? Yes. Other than Gregorian chant. Huh? This That's really... <laughs> Gregorian chant, Yes. I forget that I'm a music nerd sometimes, and I'm like, who doesn't know about Gregorian chant? <laughs> so in Catholic school, they do retreats once a year where they sit you around and make you play stupid games with each other for some reason in the name of Christ. It can be the weirdest games. There's one of them that you like sit on each other's laps and try and make someone giggle that you're sitting on the lap. It's a whole thing. Uh, this seems like very much... Yes, I'm sorry, honey, I'm but I'm just thinking about my traditional image of Catholic school and then sitting on other people's laps. Just so it's, honey, like, I just can't smile. The whole idea is you sit around and you're just making people uncomfortable. You sit on their laps and you go, honey, I love you, but I just can't smile. And you try and get them to giggle. And if they giggle, they lose. That sounds hmm. very Catholic, actually. Is I played a, memory? a very similar game at a uh, Christian summer camp. It's, it's called a, Pterodactyl. 
There's a common yeah. thread I'm seeing here. <laughs> Except you had to to say the word pterodactyl with your lips curled up we did to that the person next too. to you uh, and make them laugh. Yep. Yeah. That we did that too, but uh, for some reason our counselors really loved Honey Can't Smile, whatever you called it. Either way, this seems like a game that we would play there. Like this is very quick. It's very uncomfortable because you're trying to argue points that you're not even sure of yourself. It sets you off kilter a little bit, which is very much a, a Catholic school retreat thing, or I guess a Christian camp retreat thing. My Most of my memories of the Silver Lake Conference Center are just running to my, my bunk and reading The Hobbit. So <laughs> <laughs> clearly it didn't stick. That's fair. Yeah, getting back I to like the game, game. I, I, uh, I, like the, I like the strategy of it. That uh, knowing when to tell the truth and when to lie and not knowing if somebody else is telling a truth or a lie, it's fun. I love the fact that people don't even know if they're lying half the time. <laughs> well, that's why I think that it's good to start by sharing what you know. I happened to get lucky and I got roles that let me do something every time. Yeah. Although it wasn't really luck because as Brooke pointed out, she specifically selected roles that got to do stuff. I am a benevolent god. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> Well, but uh, but yeah, uh, replay value. Are we on replay value? Yes, uh, we are. About I mean, to be, yeah. yeah, we just hit it. Oh, pretty my. much. You yeah. mentioning it has has brought it into reality. Now you Wonderful. are the benevolent god. Uh, it's your podcast now. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> All I've got to say is that I've done a number on my own life, and I wouldn't want your podcast to follow the same fate. By the way, we need a new recording studio, probably some extra mics. You got the Oh, we got that, the right? mics, yeah. but there's just a lot well, of I've got to say, when I kick the bucket, I have a good amount of money left over. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I live for a while, then it will be gone. <laughs> But uh, replay value, you can literally play this over and over and over again, uh, hardly changing the roles, and it's still fun. Every game is so quick, you can just do it again. It's great, uh, especially from the party game aspect of it. People can hop in, people can hop out. You don't even have to kick people out to let other people hop in because you can just accommodate more players. You want some spice? Switch up the roles a bit. It's so easy to keep playing that I give it a four for replay value. Absolutely agree. Before anyone says that I am, am biased and not objective, I also gave it a four for replay value for the same reason. Okay. Uh, it's definitely a game that you can play over and over again, and we did. We played it three times in a row. There are not a lot of games we've covered on Bards that I can play three times in a row and not be exhausted. Especially afterwards. at this time of night after yeah. you're doing a full shift. Yes. <laughs> Get a load of this copycat. <laughs> did you also do... I also gave it a four. It's just, like I said before, you we could probably have fit like six or seven games over the course of an hour. Very quick. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, there's not much to say on that. It is a fast-paced game. Uh, would I buy this myself? I gave this a one of two. Uh, if it were on sale, which it currently, as of this recording at least, uh, I don't know what it'll be like at the end of the month, but... Uh, it is $15 for a copy on Amazon. It goes on sale every like three months. Um, I gave this a two, so the best you can get for buying it. Um, because I did buy it. And then I also bought an expansion. So I obviously thought it was worth it enough to buy an expansion on top of it. And we say that Ian's biased. Yeah, I know, right? I know. I'm just <laughs> calling him out because I am very biased about this game. I, I find it fun. And it... It's one of the ones that got me into board games. 
This is one of my break-in games because I was very late to nerddom in general, but very specifically board games. I was very late to the game because I was an only kid. I didn't have a lot of people come over to my house, so I wasn't playing board games very often. I gave this a one out of two. It's one of those things where, I, honestly, I was a little bit unsure of how to rate it here because most things I look at and say, yeah, that's really cool. And somebody will say, do you want to buy it? And I'm like, no, it costs money. <laughs> what do you take me for? Someone problem. made of money? I, I have some money, but spending it? Oh my gosh. But uh, no, this is definitely something where I'm not going to run to the nearest game store and say, take my money, please, and give me this game. But it's definitely something where you know, I would like to own this, and I'll maybe be like, hey, people who buy me Christmas gifts, here's an idea. Because inevitably it's going to happen, and even having a thought of one thing I could say other than, I just want to die, is uh, <laughs> good. Yeah, that's a good baseline to have. The game definitely is stocking stuffer sized. Yeah. It is. Uh, so for, for the listeners, it's maybe... Like, if you have a tarot deck, it's tarot deck. Like it's the like three by five size. inches or something like that. Yeah, it's about a postcard size. It's a, a postcard size and about a thumb thick. Uh, but you don't even need the boxes. If you really want to take it apart, you could fit it in, like, a normal card box. Mm -hmm. Because the, the cards may be thick, but they are normal card sized. Even a little smaller. I agree, Chris. It's more like four by six. Yeah. It's a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is using his thumb to do a more precise measurement because he didn't like the three by five characterization. Hey, you would have loved what I did, which is like, it's about the size of my hand. <laughs> uh, well, you do know the meme on the yeah. internet. Americans will use anything but the metric system. <laughs> yeah. Meteor, roughly the size of half a giraffe. Well, I mean, what percentage of a school bus is it? I need to know. <laughs> it's two big lighters. How many blue whales? By one, one and a half big lighters. And a half big lighter tall. There How we many go. golden labs does it weigh? <laughs> <laughs> you could actually probably use the big lighter as like a, a generic because those are always the same height. Oh yeah. So we could probably. I use used that. to use Magic the Gathering cards as my standard of, of measurement for a very long time for various things. Oh man, I've, I've taught some students occasionally about how measurement actually began and what standards were. It's like literally, a standard was a piece of stone, yay long. They just over, used it over and over again to make sure that everything was consistent. Yeah, good thing we never did that with our measurement systems. We use feet, like, oh wait. <laughs> Don't forget, if you have a horse, you still measure them in hands. Yeah. <laughs> I was a former horse girl too. But yeah, you, you measure. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, as an aside, uh, which is to say, as a getting back onto topic, <laughs> I um, also gave it a two for Would You Buy? Uh, not because I have bought it, but that I would definitely, since I know that there are so many alternatives and you can probably play the game even without having purchased it between both the app and just finding most of the stuff online, I would definitely just buy it just to support um the 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 company and the people who make the game just because i mean it's it's fun and it's just raw fun one of the things that i would like to point out here and this might be restating what brooke has already said and i apologize if it is that's all good but as somebody who has a certain degree of social anxiety i love this i love it when i can like have something and walk into a social gathering and go I don't have to chat about useless things. I can just start playing games and then nobody will look at me standing awkwardly. Yep. 
And, and it gives you an things. icebreaker to be like, hey, do you want to not stand there awkwardly? Come over here and sit awkwardly while we play a game. The best alternative. Yes. At least you're doing something then. Mm-hmm. I get that games aren't for everybody, however. Yeah, yeah. I just don't associate with those people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we're about ready to, to wrap up. Yeah. So going into final scores, uh, I gave this a 31 out of 42. I love this game, and somehow I got a 32 out of 42, so we're very close. Objective. Yeah, that's this thing really sets me back from just giving everything a 42. You did a good job making this. Yeah, you, you made this. I made this variant, but you did start the actual, like, you were the one that did the basic rubric. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I gave it a 33. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I just come onto the podcast to give high scores. I give it a 37. <laughs> I was hoping for 34. We'd have a straight. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Darn, we don't win podcasting now. I tend to be somewhat... Uh, words. I don't give fours very easily, so I'll yeah. just say that. I just liked it a lot because it reminded me of all the games that I like a lot, so fours just came running through the woodwork. Thank you, everyone, for listening into the episode. If you've enjoyed this and want to hear more, you can find our content on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on X at Dance with Bards, on Blue Sky at Dance with Bards at bluesky.social on Mastodon at DanceWithBards at Crater.gg, or look us up on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash withbards. And if someone like, say, Robert Evans wanted to send us a cease and desist for my podcast intro, you can email us at DanceWithBards at gmail.com. I look forward to getting your signature, Robert. Please just interact with us online. We like to hear from all of you guys. Oh, yeah. And uh, thank you for listening, and we're looking forward to our two-year anniversary this October. Two years. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Why, does it feel like one or three? Uh, It depends on the day. You don't want an answer to that question, I take it. (laughs) Um, Also, please join us on Discord, though. We've already started some community events over the summer. We had our... Uh, camping with bards and we've been talking about maybe doing a little winter funsy thing too pretty much every social i just mentioned has a a link to our link tree which has a a spot for discord if there's not a discord link already in the profile Uh, i don't post it on the the discord server thing because you get all kinds of spam doing that and it's not worth the effort i don't have time to moderate a a server that's public like that but yeah join up where you're you're welcome to he go, right. we go. Okay. <laughs> That's not the outro. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Enjoy your October, everyone. Yeah. See you next time.